What's going on, everybody? This is uh, Danny with the Grappling Review. Joined by my mentor, <laughs> slash co-host, slash good friend, a man who needs no introduction. <laughs> so he'll get none. <laughs> oh, I, I guess that pause was uh, before was waiting for my introduction. Yep, that's it. That was it. Okay. Um, not bad. I know you've been dying and chomping at the bit to introduce the podcast. I haven't really let you, uh, but I never yeah. asked. I never asked. You implied. No, you've implied okay. the first time. Mm. <laughs> All right, rate me score of one to ten, everybody. Right there, comments. Don't forget that we still got to kill you off. I'm trying to get and find me a new co-host. I'm trying to gain me a following. <laughs> Welcome to the Grappling Review. Uh, as you previously heard, that was Danny trying his uh, best to seem relevant. And, <laughs> I am, <laughs> and I'm Gabe. Um, we're going to talk and nerd about anything and everything about jiu-jitsu. That's what we do. That's what the Grappling Review is about. Um, and today we got a lot to talk about. We got a few things that we actually got to get through. Um, but uh, yeah. Dude, actually, we didn't actually talk about this. This has nothing to do to jujitsu. But what did you did you check out the uh, DC fandom trailers? Uh, yes, yes, yes. Did you see the Batman? Yes. Um, you want my um, opinion what? first, or yeah, okay. Um, it's one of those things where it's like I don't want to get my hopes up, but I didn't hate it. I really didn't hate it. And what, I mean, what was your you opinion? Guys, what was your opinion before the trailer? Before okay, it so before all of this, like again, it was one of those things where it's like I didn't want to get my hopes up, but I kind of liked the casting. Um, people were like up in arms about like Robert Pattinson and stuff, but I've seen him act in other things other than Twilight, and he's a really good actor. So I wasn't hating the casting. I was like, All right, I, I could see him as a Bruce Wayne sort of. Yeah, and I, I mean, saw the trailer. I, I, I I like the voice. I mean, he said like one thing, but you know, it, it seemed okay. Uh, and then like that one part of the trailer where he just beats that dude up, I was like, it gave me a yeah, that was arc, like a statement piece. That it gave like me Arkham piece. vibes from like the video oh, game, yeah. and I was like, oh, if you guys can continue with that, then I'm sold. I mean, so I want I, it to be I, good. I want I, it to I, be good. I think it's actually going to be quite amazing. I predict it to be the I hope best. So. I hope you're the right. best uh, Batman entry. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't have like reservations about uh, Robert Pattinson at all. Really. Um, I also saw a couple of you know his films um, outside of Twilight. So I know that he can act. I know that he has the acting chops. He has the jawline. You know, and you need the jawline if you're going to be yeah, Bruce Wayne. You got to pull out that um, cow. Yeah. Uh, but I started getting hesitations when I saw the first images like last year or the beginning of this the, the year when I saw the first images of um, the, the, the bat suit and then we saw the car and I was like, oh, man, I have no like it's not exciting enough. You know, I, I, I you know, I just I wasn't too thrilled about it. But now that I see the style of the actual film, this kind of like noir detective story. Right. I, and seeing like Colin Farrell transformed as the penguin. Like, yes. you can't even tell that that's Colin Farrell. 
no I, I, I had to be reminded i actually i looked it up i'm like Who yeah I'm like, oh okay that's right yeah so like i kind of have you know i was talking about this like with some of the guys on the other podcast that i'm going to shamelessly plug right now get geek podcast um anyway i was talking about it with them you know off off recording and stuff and um we were we were all kind of in agreement that this has like Zack Snyder's, you know, vision and look and feel with mm-hmm. David Fincher, who did seven. I don't know if you remember seven yeah. with uh Brad Pitt and uh mm-hmm. Morgan Freeman. Yep. Old, you know It's one of my favorite films. Yeah, so like I don't know, the Riddler to me was like Kevin Spacey's character in that movie. Oh, he's gonna be you like know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah, so like so I well, have like those like it's gonna be loosely based off the long Halloween. Right, right. Um, which again, like people forget that Batman is supposed to be the world's greatest detective. That's his right. superpower, so to speak. It's if he had one. So I'm totally excited about that. I was super, super stoked about everything that came out. But anyway, this isn't a. Uh, we just had to geek out there for a yeah, quick second. Just a little Sorry, bit. Guys. Just a little bit. <laughs> Batman is a black belt in like a thousand different things, though. So yeah, exactly. So he's probably a black belt in jiu-jitsu and Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So kind of makes sense that we that we bring him up. But um, but you know, there's a couple things that we um need to get through. Um, one thing that I kind of wanted to start with that's not in the notes that I sent you was the fight to win matches last Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you check out? The uh, I don't even know if you got a chance to to watch any of the matches. Totally forgot about the fact that like they yeah, happened on Friday. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but two notable matches: the Marcio Andre and um <laughs> the Marcio Andre match with uh, Ronaldo Jr. And then the that was the co-main event. And then the main event was Hamilo Bahal versus Tanner Rice. So real quick, I want to talk about the um. The Marcio Andre match. Did you see it? The, that was the co one, the co main event. The co main event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those actually, those, those the last three fights are the ones I checked out. Okay. By your okay. recommendation. Right. So, um. Oh, and notable mention John Combs. That that match was awesome. He like put on a sick clinic and you know, crazy sick Kimura finish from from top. Um, John Combs is a beast. If you guys don't know who he is, you should definitely look him up. But on to Marcio Andre and Ronaldo Jr. Dude, Ronaldo Jr. is an absolute animal. The way that he was like just throwing Marcio's De La Hiva hooks over, you know, yeah. like it, 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 it made him, oh, it, it looked all too familiar. <laughs> well, I mean, like the thing is for me, I just don't know how you could. Like he's, you know, Marcio Andre is not like just a nobody. You know, he has right. one of the, the, he has arguably one of the best uh, guard retentions in the entire sport of jiu-jitsu. I've rarely, if ever, really seen him get past or anything like that. Um, he's, you know, always like on the verge of, you know, winning worlds and stuff like that. And it's like uh, he he happens to be facing one of the legends like Cobrinha or the Mendes brothers and stuff. And, um, you know, and if it's not just for like that slight edge that some of these legendary guys have uh i think that he would have been a multiple time world champion already you know mm-hmm. but aside from that like you know he doesn't have he's not a slouch with his guard and then to see Rodolfo jr literally just like slice through his guard like nothing you know so attacking fast. the back on the side control so fast 
But, you know, you know, more credit to Marcio because he was able to still recover. He didn't right, get right. fully passed. He didn't get his back taken by somebody that was that looked way bigger than him. Now, and you can't even what really did practice you, that either. I mean, I guess you can, you know, that's I mean, that's that's, that's, what we, that's what we do situational training for. Right. You know, right. pass, we submit, you know, I'm reset. Sure he wasn't expecting it. Yeah, I don't think he was expecting within like the first 20 seconds to have to be defending a back take. I don't think anybody was expecting that. So um, how did you feel about the decision? Because so the way that the match played out, Ronald Jr. was kind of cutting through Marcio Andre's guard uh, left and right. But he wasn't successfully establishing any position like, you know, side mount or back take and stuff. Marcio was able to recover. But nonetheless, he was still like putting... Marcio in danger and then halfway through the match after a scramble uh they they're standing up again and Ronaldo Jr. makes the decision to pull guard I wouldn't have necessarily coached that personally if he's already like you know killing Marcio Andre's you know guard and stuff like that and and showing how aggressive he can be and 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 I was actually hoping to ask ask you the strategy of that because I, I, I felt the same way. Like, if, if you're kind of dictating all of it and, like, so the there, whole guard there, like, what's... So, in my mind, there's two there's, there's two things that I think happened, that could have happened. So, either Ronaldo had the mindset of, you know, I want to tap this guy out. And he was trying to pass the game dominant position, realized that, that Marcio's guard was really good or at least guard recovery was really good so he decided Mm -hmm. to pull guard to try to see if he can like mount an attack from bottom right or he had the ibgf mindset of like i've scored enough advantages in my mind so now i'm gonna pull guard to now kind of not stall out but you know it's safer if you have a really good guard and you pull guard it's safer for you to defend against a pass you know what i mean uh like especially if you already have like advantages and stuff it's easier to like tie your opponent up and stuff like that while still going for sub entries and, and all that like because passing is I, w- I would say passing is arguably harder than playing guard which is why there's so many guard players out there right you know in in gi jiu-jitsu by the way this was in the gi if you guys didn't catch the match right so i don't really know what the strategy behind it was but regardless ronaldo even from the guard was you know really really good he was still able to tie marcio up um and and kind of imposes will i don't think marcio really like did anything significant no real significant pass attempts except in the last 30 seconds they kind of got into a leg entanglement and they both were attacking a belly down ankle lock um and within those last 30 seconds i wouldn't say that either of them had a super legit ankle lock attack um maybe marcio sold it a little bit mm-hmm. better because he ended up winning a, a split ref's decision. Right. So what did you think about like that decision? Did you feel like, <laughs> did you feel like uh Marcio won? Did you feel like Ronaldo won? I mean, I personally, both of them are great athletes. And again, Marcio is, you know, one of those guys that's, you know, his, his career is already cemented just on his performances over the, like the last decade. So how did you feel about the end of that match? I did. I didn't think it would be a split ref decision. You thought that like Marcio won that match, though. I I thought so. 
Um, on what basis? Did... Just a sub attempt. All oh, right, Marcio. Uh, Marcio, not Ronaldo. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> okay, so no, no, no. Blue no. belts. <laughs> don't even know. Don't even know who who they're who they're referring to. Jesus. <laughs> I, honestly, I, I again. So this is where these rule sets kind of like they bug me out a little bit, and I'm I'm kind of right. not used to watching. Like I, I before this, I wasn't really watching any of the fight to win stuff. Like so, I for me, it's always like every every type of fight I've watched. It's like whoever's dictating the fight, who's pushing, who's putting the pressure. So when you say, oh, okay, so we're going to give him based off of a sub attempt because it kind of looked like it. I mean, at least yeah. one of the refs got it right. Like, so I mean, so, so, so my that. thing is that, see, but the thing is that my thing is like Marcio did win the match. If you, if you go off of the fight to win rules, Marcio won the match simply because right. he, he, I think he attacked the footlock first. He may have looked like he was a little bit deeper and. He he also was going for a toehold, even though I felt like he didn't really have it. He had the grip, but he didn't really turn the leg. I don't think Ronaldo. I don't think Ronaldo was in any danger ever of getting submitted. So, right. but all of the work that Ronaldo did to Wait, then, like, so it just counts for nothing. Like, yeah, that's the thing. I see. That's where I have an issue. I have an issue with just yeah, like like not weighing. Um, all the work that someone does to pass, to sweep, to, you know, manhandle and all that stuff, you know, all of that is still jujitsu and to not weigh that, not even to not weigh that equally against slams because they're so under, so under is, a different rule set. He's won. I think in a different rule set, like for sure, because he would have, I mean, if it's IBJF, right. he's going to get advantages. Yeah, and of my thing with advantages is that whether you're, whether you're, whether you are scoring advantages or not, a judge for the most part is kind of tallying those advantages in their brain, right? Like if you're just right. watching a match and you're it's an IBGF match, and let's say I'm not counting advantages proper, like you know, like it's not part of the rules to count advantages, only points. If there's a tie, the judge's decision is going to be based on well, on all right, well, who had the most pass attempts? Right. If you're thinking about you know, who had the most pass attempts and then judging a match off of that, then that's you counting advantages. Right. Now, course. fight to win criteria is sub attempts first. Then if that's equal, then slam attempts. And then if that's equal, then everything else is weighed uh, together. And that's where I kind of have an issue because yeah. how can you judge? How can you judge passing, sweeping, uh, general control less than a slam attempt? Yeah. I just don't agree with that. Yeah, it's it's a it's 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 the rule like, set itself that I think is just kind of yeah makes it it doesn't I, and not to discredit the work they both did obviously, but like no like you said I feel I feel like for the most part instinct is to kind of just judge off effort and like who seems more in control who's putting in more of that work and it's got to count for something yeah know? and then and then the other issue too is that like I understand that the whole point of it is to have like really exciting matches where people at all times are attacking for subs and stuff like that right um, i mean i guess which, that's why you put yeah it as a priority. like i understand why not having the points and stuff like that but i still don't think that like there should be a hard criteria of judging any sub attempt over everything else right because 
who's also to say like that that's to say that I can get like I can get washed the entire match because my jujitsu isn't good enough. But I went and for that then I, I go for an ankle lock, you know, mm-hmm. that isn't necessarily super tight or putting my opponent in danger. I can go for an ankle lock and you could be defending it 100 percent under their criteria. I would win the match. Yeah. You know. So I just think that that's a little bit. I don't know. I think there needs to be a little bit more gray area there. But regardless, Marcio won. Marcio's guard retention and his late sub attack ended up, you know, giving him the win. So, you know, great job. Um, what about the uh, Hamil Bahal and, and and Tanner Rice? How'd you feel about that match? That match was a lot slower paced than this one. Yeah, I was gonna say I was like after that the the co main event things kind of. Slow down a bit, a, a bit. Um, again, I I gotta get used to that rule set because it's like, well, it, so de- it definitely it definitely feels different than watching like IBJJF matches or like. Yeah, I mean, so all right, so Hamil Bahal is known for having, you know, really great knee slice passing, but also like he is probably the last really really great. Spider guard player that's still competing, in my opinion. You know, I mean, Edwin Najmi is up there too, but Edwin Najmi is also a student of Hamilo. So, um, I found it really interesting that that there wasn't really any guard play. Most of this match and it like was fought standing while they were fighting for like takedowns and grips mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, I just I don't understand the decision of not pulling guard to to kind of work from there. Maybe maybe Hamilo felt I guess I guess you know doesn't want to get passed on national television or whatever (laughs) worldwide webcasting um but I guess he won the match because he went for like that weird wrist lock so prior to actually it's actually interesting because I feel like the last time we did that we watched the fight to win it was mostly the nogi stuff where so and it's like now it, it went in the gi it's like it's almost right. So, so, fight. so like different. Well, yeah, rules. I mean, not uh, different rules, but like, it's yeah, just, you know, there's a, there is a lot more standing. And well, I mean, I think that what happened, essentially what happened here is, is, is they're, they're in the co-main. They know, I mean, Tanner Rice is, is, is a beast, though. That's the thing. Tanner Rice for a really, really big dude, super heavyweight. He's actually quite technical. He's a Cobrini black belt. Um, and he spent a lot of time developing that very fast-paced style of passing as well as really good setup guard so he's an all-around you know super well-rounded athlete that maybe a lot of people don't know um he he's it's so so a lot like marcel andre tanner rice has been kind of on the i want to say he's always been on the cusp right he's always like he hasn't won any world titles at black belt simply because his opponents were always like people like Bushesha and Leandro Lowe, who he's fought like three times. And, yeah. you know, all these other people that are, are really well-known world champions, but mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of, it, it's hard when your entire brackets with like these legendary people, you know? Right. Um, so you're kind of always in their shadow and that's kind of where Tanner Rice has lived in, in the shadow of these like giants. Um, but he competes with them. So it kind of shows, you know, where his skill level was. Right. Anyway, I think that maybe like, it, you know, they did kind of stalemate themselves out 
but Hamula ended up winning the match. Basically, he had like a, a sweep attempt, which we just cleared doesn't really count for anything in fight to win. But the only submission that happened in the match, I believe, was a wrist lock attempt from Hamilo from standing. Mm-hmm. So right before fight to win, I, I don't know if you guys, you know, out there listening, caught wind of like this uh, this standing wrist lock that kind of became went viral for a little bit, where I think it was purple belts or blue belt. This dude grabs his jacket from standing while his opponent's grabbing his collar. He wraps over the wrist and then he swims under the arm twice to completely like kind of obliterate the wrist. Um, And that was going viral just a few days before this fight to win. And so all of a sudden, like it was kind of cool to see Hamulo pull out, you know, something from like a viral video out of nowhere. But he was able to attack the wrist or Kimura kind of combination and i think that's what gave him the win so it was cool to see hamulo fighting uh right. which was, yeah standing wrist lock <laughs> standing wrist lock. <sighs> i gotta try that actually no, you want to no, drill no. tonight no i'll be there later <laughs> <laughs> all right so anyway that was the fight to win and um you know we got a few other things that i kind of want to go to go, uh, get through before we go to you know kind of our meat and potatoes which is the instructional review of uh, Johnny Thomas, a uh, aggressive open guard. Um, but you know, a couple things. All right. So as far as we're now entering the portion of why I'm broke a lot of times, <laughs> please carry on. So show your has got like show your always got some dope gear out, but show has got a new drop coming out on Friday. Um, it's actually already been released. I don't know if you realize this in Europe, but right. So quick tip guys, if you and and I'm pretty sure because I this works because I've told a couple of the people, but so the drops are released like basically one week apart between Japan, Europe, and then the US. And it kind of always rotates, but the US is generally the last of the rotation, just to kind of give first dibs to <clears throat> these other countries that have less uh less access to Shoyro geese and, and whatnot. Um but if you if you go onto like the European Show Euro website and purchase it, but you put your American address, you still won't have to pay international shipping. You just pay regular domestic shipping. Oh. And so you can actually kind of get in a little bit early. So anyway, if that works for you, then, you know, you can thank me. You can send me, you know, cookies or something. <laughs> Nope. But anyway, you sure got, got a new drop, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do. I am competing in Pan Ams. Oh, snap, Pan Ams. Stop Dude. bringing. Oh, yeah, Pan Ams. <laughs> oh. Dude, there's a lot of news that came out in like the last five days. The last like 24 hours. We... Yeah, yeah, basically. Anyway, no. So stick to Shoyro. Shoyro's right, got a new okay. drop coming out on Friday. It's super cool. They got a black and white gi coming out with burgundy um accent colors the burgundy uh, it, stuff is sick it looks like it's 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 gonna be like their typical like satin um satin sewing so as opposed to like just you know regular matte colors um, so it's gonna be like a satin burgundy embroidered patch on the shoulder with other burgundy uh embroidery as well as a bunch of other um cool burgundy gear you said the they got some really dope shirts shorts out. They got the Nogi shorts. They got rash guards. 
burgundy and gray, which is kind of a cool combination. I got my um, eye on that sweatshirt. Yeah, I can tell you right now from, you know, special insider access. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got some really good gear coming out on Friday. If you guys haven't, you know, checked out the European website yet. Um, you know, there's a couple tank. They got tank tops that are releasing T-shirts, hoodies. All that stuff is kind of releasing in this drop. And it's it, it looks really, really cool. So highly recommend that you guys, you know, set your clock for Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh, 12. 12? Yeah. 12 Eastern? Yeah, because it's 9 a.m. Pacific. Oh, okay. My bad. It's usually 1, isn't it? Mm. I don't know. I haven't bought I haven't bought a Cheryl uh, game in a minute. So. What? Uh, <laughs> so anyway, um... Yeah, so okay, so then set your clock to 12 o'clock. 11.58 a.m. 11.58 a.m. This stuff will sell out super, super fast, so I highly recommend that you do. Uh, Show Your Roll makes it drop like maybe once a month, maybe once every couple of months, you know? So if you miss the drop, sure, you'll be able to get something maybe in the future, but it might not be the hottest thing out there. So actually, that's right. not true. It's always They always hot. put out cool stuff, but this it's drop always is just, yeah. oh, my God. It just looks dope. You know, burgundy is a cool color. I love it. Especially for all you black belts out there. You know what I mean? Like match the burgundy with your red t- with your red patch. Damn. Albino and Preto got some like dope stuff going on right now, too. They got a sick collection. And Albino and Preto's co- like cool simply because, I mean, aside from the fact that they that are the sister cool. company of Show Your Roll. Right. But they are managed and operated completely separate. Um and they kind of have like a different feel. I want to say Albano Preto is more, more streetwear, more, um, you know, how could I put it to you? They dropped a whole Spotify more playlist. Yeah, they're more art. Well, Shoyro's drop. Well, Shoyro's dropping playlists too. Shoyro dropped a couple of playlists recently. If you guys go to Gondo.studio on Spotify. Oh, yeah you'll be able to check out their playlist and they're dropping a few playlists. I think they got like three different playlists already. They got your, I believe they got a hip hop one. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm mistaken on the hip hop one, but they definitely have a punk rock playlist, which is super mm-hmm. dope. And then they have a reggae one, which is super cool oh, too. That's so go to gondo.studio. Yeah. Gondo.studio on, on Roll, and follow Gondo studio on, on Instagram. Anyway, that's uh kind of show rolls or bears separate, you know, kind of artsy jujitsu project. So, but anyway, Albino and Preto, I would say it's a little bit more of like the artsy streetwear brand. And they got a lot of stuff in stock right now on their website. So if you go to like to albinoandpreto.com, they've got five panel caps, uh, incense tray holders, um, incense belts. holder trays, they got a belts, few belts up there. shirts, gear, shorts. You know, they got a lot more stuff in stock. So I highly recommend that you guys, it won't be in stock for long. But they even got some geese in stock right now. They also have a new gi coming out soon, um, which is really, really interesting. Uh, I don't actually know the drop on that. Danny, can you look that up? Yes, But sir. it's their equality gi, which is very interesting. It's uh, obviously oh, a statement piece. That. It's a statement piece. Yeah. It has, it's off-white. It's got like teal, black, and off-white accents. Um, polka dots. Mm-hmm on the uh, collar, which is supposed to represent equality because for a, a polka dot print, 
needs to kind of have equal representation on the entire fabric. And that's kind of like the idea behind it. As you can say, as you can see, like I said, very artsy, very high fashion kind of design. Oh, that's um, that, that, I'm trying to see. I saved it. And yeah, and it's a uh, it's a gi for like the LGBT community and kind of that equality representation that that I think is sorely lacking in the jiu-jitsu community. So um that's that's a very interesting piece and I'm it's cool to see someone trying to kind of bring some representation. Danny, did you find that yet? Right here. Um AMP celebrates 100 years of empowerment with the latest equality kimono. The kimono design embodies the journey of progression to reach equality in status, equality in treatment, and regard. Through all the challenges and obstacles, the achievement of equality means more now than it did before. The equality kimono is made for all, designed with our signature maize letter patches that say equality. This piece is decorated to commemorate the journey and its centennial anniversary. An unbleached kimono top with a black collar and lapels is adorned with sublimated polka dots along the length of it. The right sleeve features three embroidered AMP mark logos in progression colors to signify the road to equality. The front chest displays various embroidered symbols as well as an inspirational message on the inside of the collar tag. And that message says, We stand for our right to be treated equal. We fight for what is right to live in peace. We are one under one love. We are humanity. Wow. So, wow. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, if you're a gi collector, highly recommend that you add this piece to your collection just because it's one of those gis that I think when it's sold out, it's going to accrue in value just because of, you know, the specifics of it. So, um, there's another gi actually that just basically kind of got announced. Uh, I don't know. Did you see? Did you see the uh, Art of Jujitsu gi video? Like the the video that just came out. It's in like the group chat. Oh yeah, check oh, it out. What's his name? Sent it. Yeah, George. I, yeah. Bags. <laughs> a good yeah, friend. Yeah, no, it's George. like George, a good friend George from Austin, Texas. Um, he you know put us on to like first thing in the morning. He's a huge AOJ nerd. Um, but yeah, AOJ is coming out with their own new gi. AOJ is doing some big things. AOJ is kind of like they've separated from Hatos and now they're creating their own universe, it seems like, because they have like their own kettlebells. They have AOJ medicine balls. They have AOJ like towels and AOJ everything. They're trying, I think they're trying to legitimately be the apple of the jiu jitsu industry. But I mean, now the they video got itself. It's very Apple. It's very white in the background. It is. It's well, like, I mean, oh, here, look, yeah. look at our look how we're processing and doing the whole process of making this. Gi. Yeah. So. Really cool. So the gi design, I don't know if it's out yet, actually. Um, it, you just kind of saw the blueprints of it. There was nothing. Right. Well, no, they had they had they had like some of the guys like wearing the gis and showing some of the cut, but very interesting um, gi designs. Uh, it is innovative. The gi design is innovative simply because they have like three piece jacket cuts for more fitted and more athletic look. Uh, the pants have uh, elastic waist on the hips and it's a drawstring inner drawstring as opposed to the traditional uh, hook and loop uh, drawstring from the traditional pants. Although I will say this is not a new thing. Uh, they, they, they state and post that this is, 
new innovation with the drawstring pants and stuff like that. Kids have been using drawstrings forever. Just saying. Also, show your own AP. They have like they've started using drawstrings in their gi pants too. Traditional drawstring, mm. or rather, I don't want to say traditional, but think like sweatpants where you pull the drawstring and it's inside the entire waistband. Yeah. So I prefer that, to be honest with you. Uh, it keeps the pants on a lot tighter and it makes it easier for you to manage the loops. I, I think that like, or ra- rather manage the string. I think that it's uh, a little bit archaic to have to like pass the string through six loops and then tie it up. Yeah. Um, so I like the new innovation, but it's actually, it's, it's pretty cool what they've got going on. Um, Gonna have to like buy one just to kind of review it for you guys. Yep, gonna have to buy one. Perfect excuse. You can get the white one, I'll get the black one. All right, fine. <laughs> um, and you can pay for both of them also. That's nice. unless you guys want to send us something, AOJ. Oh my god, that would be review. amazing. That would be awesome. It'd be so nice of you. <laughs> All right. So be and, and the last bit of news is Pan Ams. Pan Ams is opened. How crazy! How crazy is that? That IBGGF is actually like that. We're gonna have a Pan Ams this year in Orlando, Florida. The only it, state that's the willing Kissimmee. to be oh, Kissimmee's right next to Orlando. Technically, all like about. Disney World and like all of that is technically in Kissimmee. Oh, really? It's just that they say Orlando, Florida. Yeah. Ah. Fun fact. It's gonna be in the bubble. <laughs> oh, we're gonna be in the bubble. <laughs> the IBGGF bubble. They should just have all tournaments down there in the bubble. We're, we are gonna, and I say we because yeah, we're both signed. We both signed up. We're both competing. So, um, I think it's gonna be pretty cool. Yeah, I last competition I did was Nogi Worlds. It did not fare um, too great for me, uh, but you know, competing is fun, whether you win or lose. So, if you guys are looking to sign up, sign up fast because it's gonna be limited capacity. They are not allowing people to attend, no spectators, and they're only allowing you to show up for the day that you compete and your coach has to walk in with you. So that is how they're limiting the spread of the virus and all that stuff. They're also they're also allowing refunds for whoever feels yes. that if the coronavirus situation has is is not where you prefer it to be or that you can't handle it, or let's say it breaks out or whatever, way worse than it is right now, they'll right. give you a full refund if you uh, email them before, the week before, the de- or all the way up to the deadline, the registration I mean, who knows deadline. where we'll so, be in two months from now, so. Yeah, yeah so that was I, nice think, that was yeah, so I think that, like, if, 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 if you guys have those hesitations, you can at least, like, you know, purchase it if you can afford it, and when the moment comes to really decide to go or not, you can always get a refund. So, uh, but yeah, it's, it, it's, it's going to sell out soon. So highly recommend you guys go out there and register anyway, meat and potatoes times. We are here to talk about Johnny Thomas, aggressive open guard, uh, instructional, which we got a chance to, to check out review and, um, you know, drill with and, if you guys listen to the last episode, the last episode was the interview that I had with Johnny Tama, which once again, Johnny, thank you so much. You guys, you, you, you know, you took the time out to to sit with me um, and we got a chance to talk about, you know, some stuff that we didn't uh, that actually I didn't know about the history of jujitsu in Ecuador and stuff. So if you guys haven't listened to that episode, highly recommend that you guys check it out. Um, 
But uh, we also got to talk about his instructional. And, you know, one thing that we spoke about was the fact that, like, his instructional is his A game. Everything that he showed in this instructional with his aggressive open guard is mm-hmm. literally what he does every time that we train together, every time he goes out there and competes. You know, the way that he won Nogi Worlds last time that he was in New York and did the, the New York Pro, he did pretty much everything that he showed in this instructional. Yep, he's you know, given a lot of his tools out, which is really nice. You have, him. yeah, you have, you have Mantis guard, you have the Tomalock, you have his, his mindset and approach to how he pulls guard oh, from standing in the open guard. Um, so I really, really think that this is one of those like DVDs that you should all check out. Not that, not that the other DVDs aren't great in themselves, but this DVD is cool because i think that like there's a really clear uh strategic explanation of his mindset from the moment the match starts all the way till he finishes it mm-hmm. especially in his most recent performances so um but it's on bjj fanatics so bjjfanatics.com which is where most dvds are all kind of being released right now they 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 got rapid fire releases new releases coming out left and right so Definitely check them out. Um, but what did you? Th- what do you think about the BJJ Fanatics website? Because before we go into the actual DVD, we kind of got to talk about the platform. I've got like my qualms with it, but uh, I def. I mean, all right. So first and foremost, it's not very phone friendly, right? Because it's it, got it like a, an embedded player that is not. Yeah, it's not like. I mean, I guess it doesn't. Um, doesn't extract the video to the uh, native whatever native player is on your phone. So which like you got to play within the screen. If you're, I mean, this day and age, you think most people are using their phones for all intents and purposes. Well, I think that the purpose for that, I think that the purpose uh, of that is is to not allow, you know, apps that allow you to like just Uh, download videos. Because, like, you know, there's apps where you can like, you know, if you're watching a YouTube video, you can actually download it to your phone if you do right. it through a certain app and stuff. I mean, you can do it as and I think they, recording. You can. Yeah, there's different ways of doing it. But yeah, like that's, you know, I think their main thing is to try to control the copyright infringement of people downloading, you know, instructional videos and stuff like that. But still, I, I, I think that it's a little bit of a cumbersome website, personally. It, it, it's very... You, um. One thing I noticed it's it's it, it feels very cluttered at times. Like I'll that's what I was gonna say. Like, like this video, and it'll be like okay, cool, and then it'll be showing me like eight other videos, and I gotta like before yeah before down. you get before you get to your actual video that you want at the bottom of the page, you get like a splash of all the videos that are on sale. Which yeah. of course their job is to sell. Their job is to uh, you know get these instructionals out there and stuff like that. But it's it's so I don't know, man. I think they could do it a much cleaner look, a much right. better look. I'm surprised Honestly, that they it, don't have an app yet. And it made me feel like, oh, wait, did I load the right page? And then you got to scroll down. It's like, oh, wait, no, here's my video after all of these other videos. Yeah, so, sometimes I don't even feel like I'm logged in properly. I feel like I feel like I log <laughs> in and all of a sudden it brings me back to the homepage. Um, right, or exactly. Or some sort of pop-up or an ad. And I don't know. I feel like BJ Fanatics can do better. You know, as far as like their design, their streamlined design, their user interface. You know, right. the user experience is extremely important. Um, but then again, this is like the only place you can go get instructionals. So 
it's like you gotta kind of deal with it so um but yeah the instruction itself it's broken up into four chapters four, I'm yeah. not mistaken. four chapters and you have the the topic markers at the bottom of the video so you can just kind of like skip through to whatever you know uh portion of the whatever topic you want to kind of like check out it'd be nice if the video itself had like markers on the uh playback line so yeah. that you can just quickly jump to those markers but it doesn't you kind of gotta oh, click whatever yeah. the the part you wanted and then it does kind of brings it back itself and then yeah know, sometimes you just gotta scroll back and forth a little bit yeah so yeah, yeah i would user, say bj fanatic kind of uh, could make it yeah bj fanatics can definitely you know work on their user experience uh especially because they have a huge library of, of instructional DVDs yeah. out there. So at this point, I think that they can, you know, develop a better user experience. I'm surprised they don't have apps on the App Store yet or on the Google Play Store, um, you know, at this point. So they really get on it before someone else creates that idea and does it themselves. Um, but the instructional itself, we got a chance to check out. A portion of the instructional we drilled the um the guard pulled to the chair guard and from chair guard to mantis from mantis into the uh tomalock that tomalock is yeah the tomalock is pretty <sighs> nasty it comes on fast it's really difficult to defend it hurts like a mofo yep uh we all knew this of course if you follow johnny tama at all you know you know this. Um, Johnny, just so you guys know, the Tomahawk is so like strong, powerful, and, and all that, that Johnny doesn't even do it during training anymore. Um, he, you know, doesn't do it in seminars and stuff like that just because of the fact that <clears throat> the nature of the lock requires you to apply the lock with, with a lot of force on your foot which you're kind of driving into the ground with a lot of pressure. So with gravity and stuff like that, it's not like your traditional steam lock where you're standing and the person on bottom can like kind of yank their leg away. The tomahawk is the reverse of that. You're upside down. So it's essentially a, an esteem lock from, from, from bottom. Um, but the nature of the nature of the, of, of the submission is the person on top is driving their way in. So like when you grab my foot for the tomahawk, my weight's kind of going into your stomach. So you have the, the, you have gravity kind of helping the Tomahawk kind of come yeah. on really, really quick. And Very quick. Like, yeah, it's, it's just such an awkward there, submission. Just, yeah. But it, it works and it, but you get the details of it in the DVD. So, yes. you know, that's one of the best selling points of the DVD is you get the details of the Tomahawk, you get the setup details from an open guard pole and stuff. So, um, you know, I thought that the, I thought that the way that he kind of explained everything was pretty good, very easy to understand as if he's, you know, teaching a class right there, which I think it's, it's the, uh, the goal of most, you know, black belts doing instructionals is to make you feel like you're, you're in a classroom setting and you're getting taught by this person. Right. So yeah. How did you feel about like how the I, actually I was gonna, I was going to commend him on his actual teaching because uh, it was pretty good. Like um, he 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 goes over details pretty well, I think. 
And one of the bigger things that I liked that I felt uh, helped was he would get into a certain position and he'd say, and if the person does this, it's okay because you're still not in danger and explained why. And that that's something I think uh, I like. Right, he's, super, to- he's super detail oriented. Yes. But aside from that, like it, he explains things in a way where you really don't have to watch the video like too many times to understand it. Sometimes right. when I watch the instructional, depending on the teaching style, I have to kind of rewatch it just because there might be some details that I missed or, you know, just, you know, trying to understand the the explanation a little bit better right he, he kind of answers um, the question before you even have like right in your head you're like oh but what and then he he gets right to it and it's like it, you could tell right exactly about so you know very simple yeah he's thought about like what's kind of go what might be going through the student's mind um because obviously he's taught this before you know mm-hmm. he's he's taught it in his classrooms and stuff like that so um so yeah i mean it's you know we can't say much more about the tech uh, I think we did have a little bit of trouble implementing the Mantis Guard, but the Mantis Guard into the X Guard entry. Uh, we? But I, yeah, <laughs> we. Oh, I mean, you did mostly it you actually. Yeah, okay, that's, I was, I was gonna mostly like you. It felt like you did it, but right. it's also because I kind of already know it a little bit. I, right. I tried no, to play it myself, so. Um, but uh, yeah, we had a little bit of you know, trouble implementing some of the stuff. But I think it was more of a, the fact that it's kind of like an unconventional entry, but he had a really good explanation. We just kind of missed, we we did miss one detail of like pulling right. the opponent back so that we can do the back roll into the technique. But uh, that's more of an oversight on us because he did clearly explain it. So yeah, um, we, we once we went back to it, we saw what exactly. Yeah, it, yeah. But I mean, but, in, like I said, in terms of his teaching and the way he, actually does and instructs it's i i thought it was it it was very clear to me i i understood it a lot and actually i liked it do you think that you're going to be able to implement some of this uh some of the some of the tech when we when during rolling i i'd like to um uh so it's obviously it's in no gi in case anyone i mean a lot of the stuff you can also implement in the gi but you know he's he's doing a lot of leg locks and stuff like that which is something i'm just getting into uh super so, late to the game bro getting comfortable with let's let don't me worry they don't got leg locks at pan ams they only got ankle locks at pan ams so you, you don't uh, okay, have too much to worry about that'd be all right. um but yeah aggressive is a really good word for the name of this instructional because uh going through all of them it's you you kind of gotta you throw yourself out there and it's like it definitely it, it's gonna take a lot of drilling to get comfortable with some of the stuff, but I feel like they kind of build on each other. So if you kind of start off, you know, I got to say, I really like the, uh, the, the, uh, inside hand grip, the inside knee grip to yeah. pull guard, mm-hmm. right? Like that's something I do actually kind of do it in, in the gi, but I never really thought about doing it in no gi, just reaching in for the, for the inside of the knee to pull into De La Hiva. Um, it's, it's a pretty cool entry. And I liked that. You know, that's that's one thing that I already immediately picked up and I'm and I'm gonna start implementing into my game is reaching in for the lead leg through the inside of the knee to pull into De La Hiva where you keep the grip on the inside of the knee as you're in De La Hiva where you can transition between De La Hiva and chair guard and and whatnot by holding onto the inside of the knee 
with one hand and then holding onto the heel with the other hand. Yeah. I didn't realize how much control you have by holding onto both the joints in this way. Um, and especially in Nogi, when you don't have a lot of grips, it's really difficult to kind of get that control. So, you know, that's that's one thing already that I've picked up and I'm going to start adding it to my game right away. So, um, which again, I already kind of do in in the gi, but I do it more just to gain some control while I transition to my sleeve and collar grips. But I guess obviously in Nogi, I don't have sleeve and collar grips, so right. I have more opportunity to kind of use it. Um, but that's that's one another one of those like super small, simple details and, that, that I've picked up. So anyway, that's I, I think that like everybody should definitely check out the aggressive open guard. I yeah, think if they, I think we're both recommending it. Yeah. Both for, you know, beginner or whatever. Just kind of just, just just it's, yeah. It's a lot of good fundamentals kind of, in there that you can kind of even if you don't get all of it, you can get a little bit of the beginning and kind of build off of that. Yeah, I mean, just the only issues I, I have is BJ Fanatics. Uh, I, I'm not a big fan of like their their interface and their site and stuff. So, you know. yeah. But other than that, um, I think that's gonna do it for us. Yeah. Yeah. Aggressive. Aggressive open guard. Yeah. Anyways, let us know what you guys like or think. Let us know what you guys like also so that we can kind of review it. If there's anything that you guys want to want us to check out and all that stuff, please let us know. Um, we will be having more interviews coming to you guys soon. Uh, I got a couple people on the uh, docket and whatnot. I don't want to announce just yet, but uh, you will see uh, some some new announcements on interviews quite soon. Wish us luck as we train for Pan Ams and Ooh. hopefully we get to see you guys there. Hopefully. Uh, yeah. And by and actually, I think that we're going to have some you know, grappling review gear by Pan Am's time. So maybe we'll do something at Pan Am's for anybody that wants to yep. hop some gear. So um, come find us. Yeah. If you guys like us, I hope you do. Since you've listened all the way to this, point. <laughs> <laughs> please like rate, share, and subscribe uh, goes a long way to helping us continue to grow, continue mm-hmm. to develop as podcasters. We're still very new to this whole world uh danny still sucks i'm a little bit better um i'm a little less but, lucky yeah you're you're you're, you're all right. my mic sounds a lot better than the first episode we'll just go with that well yeah that's because you actually got a mic now yeah yeah baby but sound. anyway thank you for joining us hopefully you hey guys, guys had some fun with us thank um, you for all the you support guys. you've given us already yeah it's yeah it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell it's yeah. awesome thank you all the feedback everything we appreciate it trust us just it's great to hear from people yeah man Especially the big names out there. Anyways, catch you guys later. Peace. Later, guys. Peace.